0: Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. He was a subject
1: that was talked about so much at that time. The man who had gone up in the world was going to be, a lot of things were going to be celebrated for him.
2: There were songs composed for him, there were poems composed for him, uh, children named for him, uh, dogs were named for him, streets and schools. He was a, a really significant national hero. He became a state hero as well.
3: October 12, 1899, Vermont celebrates the triumphal return of its native son, Admiral George Dewey. Dewey became a national hero when the U.S. Naval Squadron, under his command, destroyed the Spanish fleet at the Battle of Manila Bay in the Philippines during the Spanish-American War. In his honor, Vermonters turn out by the tens of thousands for the biggest celebration the state had ever mounted, Dewey Day, the last great Vermont celebration of the Victorian age a prelude to a century of change.
2: But it also, in a sense, is the culmination of a whole phenomenon of American imperialism, the, claiming the, um, the Western Hemisphere is the American Hemisphere.
3: It, it Michael Sherman is director of the Vermont Historical Society.
2: Admiral Dewey, the local Montpelier boy who had gone off from Norwich University to the U.S. Naval Academy, uh, ended up the hero of Manila Bay. Um, probably the greatest single triumph of the Spanish-American War. And the Spanish-American War was the greatest single triumph of American imperialist ideology. So that when this man from an obscure part of the uh, the nation suddenly became uh, a national hero and a world hero, Vermont, of course, was thrust into the limelight. Dewey went on a national tour when he returned from service in September and the whole tour ended when he returned to Vermont.
3: Few Vermonters living today have first-hand memories of Dewey Day. Bernice Wheeler of North Montpelier was five years old when she came by horse and wagon with her family to Montpelier for the festivities. Of course,
1: we got up very early in the morning and put on our best clothes and so forth. We were so excited to see the parade and everything. Everything was so active and uh, so much going on. It was uh, very great occasion if you could get to talk to him.
3: Many of those who traveled to Montpelier to see Dewey came by train. Although Albert Spalding of Burlington was born many years after Dewey Day, he became interested in the event because of his enthusiasm for railroads.
2: And this was certainly the biggest day in in railroading history in in Vermont. They had special trains that came from all over the state of Vermont to Montpelier. And where were they going to park all these trains? They had this, this field which was nothing more than a uh, a cow-grazing pasture, and they put all of these myriad tracks in it because obviously the trains that came in had to be parked to make room for other trains coming in, and they also had to be available for the mad rush of people going back home again. With the enormous amount of railroad traffic that that the Dewey Day celebration generated, uh, you have a, a kind of technological triumph as well as an ideological and political triumph. This tremendous ability to move large masses of people through the state, in a state which has traditionally had problems about getting people around or or even getting people out of their own communities.
3: According to a newspaper account of the day, 40,000 people crowded city streets to cheer their welcome for the Admiral along the parade route. The occasion was capped that evening by an extravagant fireworks display and a huge bonfire. Yes, an enormous one. They brought so many things
1: and just had this with the oil on the fire and they said this enormous bonfire and everyone was around it, enjoying it.
2: It was a huge thing. They burned a hundred cords of wood, six hundred empty barrels, and two adjacent houses. (laughs) Dewey became a kind of myth in his own time. He was the hero of Manila Bay, you may fire when ready, Gridley. These all became part of the American vocabulary just as the railroad reached the pinnacle of its, uh, its ability to move people, things, ideas around the country. And that's part of what Dewey Day is really about.
0: Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org where you can find background information on these episodes as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.